Hello there, it's good to have you with us. The All-Ireland Football Series takes more twists and turns this weekend. Meanwhile, it's final time for minor and under-20 hurling, and it's close to crunch time in the Talshin Cup. Yeah, it's another busy weekend ahead in both codes. Former Galway midfielder Barry Cullinan will be with us. So too will Aaron Kernan, the Cross McGlen, and former Armagh star. And Offley's Brian Carroll joins us to chat about the minor and under-20 All-Ireland hurling finals. That's all on the Championship. Yeah, busy, busy times indeed and delighted to be joined on the Championship tonight by Aaron Kernan and Barry Cullinan. To start off with, uh, gentlemen, you're both very welcome. Cheers, Damien. Hi, Damien. Uh, Aaron, can I go to you first of all? And, and Barry, come in on this as well. What do you make of Championship 2023 so far? The games, the style of play and the structure? Um, well, I suppose for me, um, there has been some exciting contests, um, I suppose particularly uh, the, the Ulster and Connacht Championships, which that has been the case for a number of years. Um, I think obviously leading into the All-Ireland series, uh, really only the, the Ulster final was the one that caught fire, went to extra time, penalties, loads of drama. Um, the other ones, unfortunately, were fairly predictable before the finals even took place. Um, and then, uh, I suppose, the, the All-Ireland series, there was probably a bit of excitement about it in terms of everyone was going into to the unknown. And um, there was a lot of... Uh, I don't know whether the annoyance is the right word, but in terms of so little uh, going out after all these games, in terms of only one from each group. But for me, um, I think it definitely was a good move from the GA. Um, I think they put a lot of time and effort into it to make sure that every team stayed as competitive as possible to the last day where you always had something to play for, even just to squeeze into that preliminary quarterfinal to give yourself the chance to extend your season. Um, so for me, um, I think they've gone about it the right way. Um, I think it is extremely competitive in every group. I think even the likes of the Sligo there, um, knowing that they have something to play for, even if in terms of down the score difference, because they've got something out of their first day. Um, that's the type of thing that the, the GA wanted, um, and the type of thing that keeps excitement and interest within people within counties. In terms of the style of play, um, there's been plenty of chat this week about it. Um, and <clears throat> I have to be honest, and I'm, I try to be very, very positive with everything that we do, but I, I do fear that this sort of basketball style football where everybody's, you have 15 men going forward, 15 men going back. I, I fear that everyone's tra- trying to sort of cotton on to it and copy it at this stage, and that you could end up where I thought we were getting back to a more traditional style game, more structure, more kicking that everyone will copy on to this and everyone will do it. And as someone, granted, I'm, I'm only playing club football. It, it's good in a way in terms of that you can, you have to be able to avoid contact and all that there. But it's very easy to do. It's very easy to be able to run and very easy to be able to hand pass the ball. Anybody can do it. So to see our county teams doing an awful lot of it whenever they have the ability and the skill set to do so much more, to take more risks, to be more creative, to be more entertaining. Um, and I, I know you can say that's not what they're about, um, entertaining, they're about winning. But ultimately, it's a product as well. Um, and I think we're losing an awful lot of the traditional aspects of our game um, in how it's being played at the moment. And I don't like loads of rule changes, but I do think if this evolves now over the next year or two years, I think it is going to come to the stage where we need to make sure that our marquee forwards are allowed to do what they do, be marquee forwards and score. And also our marquee defenders who are capable of man-marking and one-to-one situations and um, that they still do their job because 
at the moment it's just literally 15 v 15 running up and down the field with very little shape or structure to it Barry last weekend we saw Roscommon hold the ball for over 4 minutes against Dublin they got uh, lauded for it they got lampooned for it but this has been going on for quite a while in your opinion was it a coaching masterclass from Davy Burke up against an opposition that he had to try and get a result from or was it a further step towards this sport dying off as a spectator sport I guess it depends what side of bed you get out in the morning, Damien, doesn't it? In terms of, you know, if 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 Roscommon went um, all out, all action, high octane, high energy stuff against Dublin and got bet by seven or eight points, Davy Burke, people would have said he's he's a bit naive in his tactics. Davy Burke came up with a tactic that probably should have got a result against Dublin. He's getting, you know, real stick about being very, very negative um not a good spectacle so in general it's it's a no-win situation for for a manager particularly where Roscommon are in that they're pushing they're pushing they're trying to get to that next level maybe with a limited playing population so they have to try something different no more than maybe you know Jim McGuinness did when he came into Donegal he felt he had to try something different he got you know, huge criticism for that. But at the end of the day, it got the result and that's what the players want. I do find it funny and, and I certainly wouldn't be one that loves watching that style of football. But I do find it funny at times we, we watch other games, we watch soccer and, you know, we, we credit teams for being able to keep the ball for so long and the skill that that, that involves. And yet when a Gaelic football team does that, we say it's going against our traditional style of play. And this is also the fact that we talk about our, you know, bringing the, 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 the traditional skills into the game. You know, I would see, you know, for 30, 40 metre kick passing and the ability to clean catch it as real skills of the game. And yes, there's a huge negativity towards our mark. You know, so we do have a tendency to try and maybe talk outside of both sides of our mouth. But I think if you're a Roscommon player, you have to say what Davy Burke is doing overall. I think Galway, and we might get to Galway, I think Galway probably took them apart relatively easily. But I think Davy Burke has done a, a tremendous job and Mark McHugh, Jerry McGowan, all the management team, Eddie Lohan, a, a Roscommon stalwart, Roscommon legend. I, I think they'll be absolutely delighted going down the road on Sunday, last Sunday evening. To me, I don't have a problem with Roscommon doing what they did. My problem would be with Dublin. Um, yeah. I, I, I think Dublin were the ones that sat back. Dublin were in Pro Park. Dublin were a team full of All-Ireland, Leinster medals, huge experience. They should have went that... Like, People are talking about this, you know, how unbelievable it was. The Dublin team, they were going for five in a row, six in a row. They would have hunted Roscommon down inside their own 45 and wouldn't get out. From this, that clip starts, Dublin have enough men to go 1v1 and show Roscommon down a sideline and try and close them in like they did the carry in the closing stages of an All-Ireland final with five in a row on the lane and they were a man down. They got the ball back because they wanted to get it back. They went after them. Now they're too safe. Now they're too passive. Mm. RMR were the same against Westmead last weekend. Like we were struggling the whole game. We were behind. And yet then we had to win the second half and we sat back and we allowed them to hold on to possession. Now they were very good at it. They were very composed. They moved RMR from side to side and then eventually they picked off a score because someone will switch off. If you go into a passive uh, mindset for too long, Someone will switch off, and that's where the good teams and the good players they'll probe, bang, straight inside the 45 and over the bar. So, again, I didn't have a problem with Westmead. It was Armagh who, for me, should have been coming out and saying, We're the team playing in a hair division. We're the team who want to come out and show that we can build on that Ulster final. We're going to set this all there and save late. 
and they didn't. They were just passive and they never got up to the speed of things on the day. So, yeah, in terms of Roscommon and what they've done, or even, like I said, Westmead last week were so impressive. I wouldn't take anything away from them. I just think the, mm. the opposition are allowing them to do that. They're not asking enough questions of them. They're actually doing, they're dropping back into a shape that Roscommon wanted them to do. Um, and, and for me, that was, it was just surprising to see Dublin allow a team, the calibre players that they have, to allow an opposition team do what they did for them. And it nearly it was nearly a bit of a humiliation for them, the way the crowd got so excited with it at the end that after six minutes, they ended up getting score. It's just so unlike that Dublin team and the players that are in it. Yeah. The next evolution is going to be the coach that can come and keep it defensively sound at the back, but go and take the ball off the team that's trying to keep the ball for six minutes. Okay, Barry. Aaron, let's knuckle into the game. So, guys, for the next uh, eight, nine, ten minutes, and we'll let you go then. Start off with your own your own county, Aaron. How important is it for you guys to make a statement in Healy Park? You did it last year. Can you do it again this time around? It's massive. This is a big game. Um, obviously, there was huge disappointment uh, within the playing group after the Ulster final um, and mm. it, it probably took the, the two weeks for, for them to try and get their head around it. Um, I always thought it would be a tricky enough game with Westmead just trying to, to pick ourselves back up um, but I, I didn't foresee us really being as flat as what it turned out to be. So, uh, you would like to think that that's a blessing in disguise. Um, to be fair, we were extremely lucky on the day Westmead were the better team, should have won the game. We get a bit of luck towards the end in terms of getting the goal and that was enough to get us across the lane. So um, you would have to imagine that the players themselves have got that scare and it's given Kieran and his managing team the stick to beat them with this week. Um, not that there never tends to be a huge incentive uh, in terms of having to go to play <laughs> Tyrone and particularly Anoma. Um, and I suppose the league game earlier where they relegated us um, from Division 1, I think they would have been pretty happy and delighted with themselves given that we had beaten them three times last year. Um, so it uh, psychologically is probably easier for them uh, this year in that league game to get up for it. But from an RMR perspective, if I'm putting a player's hat on now, and it is, it's tough to go and throw our good team with exceptional players and All-Ireland winners, you're going away into their backyard. But for me, I would be looking and saying, well, the last four championship games they played, they've lost them all. Um, and, and they were favourites going into the Derry game last year. And they got well turned over. They were then favourites coming in to play Armagh and they were supposed to regroup and they were beaten. Same this year against Monaghan, first round in, in Healy Park. Monaghan went in and turned them over and then obviously Galway the last day. So um, to me, while they're actually playing well in some of those games and they definitely look like they've got their form back thrown this year in comparison to last year, there's something there, as far as I'm concerned, whenever they're in a game that they're just not seeing it out or they're just not getting across the lane. But Arma have to go after that. If Arma go to Oma this weekend and be passive like they were last weekend, there's only one winner this weekend. So Tyrone have lost narrowly in these games, um, you know, particularly the Galway and Monaghan one. So Arma have to go after that to try and ask the same questions, to try and drag the same doubts that there might be there to the forefront of them. Um, because anything other than that, and other than Arma coming with war this weekend, and there'll only be one winner in, in Healy Park, and that won't be Armagh. So um, I would like to think that the scare last weekend will have them fully focused and ready for action. OK. Um, Barry, we've got about three minutes left to get through a scatter of games. So look, I mean, will you will you take <laughs> Westmead and your own County Galway? Will you also take Cork Curry for me, please, if you don't mind? Yeah, so um, first of all, in, in the Galway game, I think Galway will win. Mm. It's a good challenge for them trying to, you know, roll another tool. I think he's a really, really good centre forward. What does John Daly do? 
John Heslin, you know, super footballer, physical. I don't think Johnny McGrath or Jack Glynn are probably going to pick him up. So Sean Kelly's probably going to have to occupy a more traditional full-back role. So I think those challenges are, are really, really important to Galway to see how they overcome them and, and, and build on the, the, the good form they've shown so far this year. But okay. really looking forward to it. I think it'd be a good game. Cork and Kerry, if I had... I have a funny feeling. I, I have a couple of Kerry friends, and I have a funny feeling that this could be a sticky one. Um, you know, if you look at Kevin Walsh, he came into a Galway team where Mayo had the kind of the 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 real Indian signovers, and he just came up with a system that Mayo just couldn't cope with. I think Kevin has got a bit of time to build now, and I think Kerry could struggle in this one. Um, I, I, if I was to put my own house on it, I'd be putting putting it on Kerry still to win. But if I had Aaron's money, I'd certainly be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd be putting a, I'd be putting a few pound I'd be putting a few pound on Cork because I think Kevin Welch is, is one of the top coaches in the country. That's not a maroon tinted glasses, and I think he's going to come up with something on Saturday that's going to really test them. Well, that's really fascinating because you know people have him down as a defensive coach, but he's much more than that. Like you know, and he gets all his channels right usually too. Aaron, just Killer Dublin. Surely you're going to get a response down in Nolan Park. It's going to be a great occasion. First of all, it's it's sold out. Will you take that game for me? And will you also have a look at Donegal Derry? Uh, yeah, well, for me, the, the Dublin and Kildare game, I, I, I'm not sure where I'm at with it because I yeah. think Glenn Rayan has, has put a bullseye on Kildare. I, I didn't overly <laughs> disagree with what he said, but he's definitely put a bullseye in them. But to me, the big one is, can Kildare, like Dublin's now going to raise the challenge because of what he done, but are his players going to back him now? Because that's who he was coming out to stand up for. He was coming out and speaking passionately on behalf of his players. They need to double down and back him up now in their performance and go to war like they were good the last day but still didn't win mm. can they come again can they show a level of consistency they had a few injuries against Sligo and be really disappointed that they got a draw there but Jesus those players have to come out and back him as a manager just the same way as he did um, you would have to think that Dublin will have to have a big kick in them um, from last weekend that they were so flat and they'll have a point to prove and you'd like to think that their consistency levels will have enough that they should be able to go and maybe a six or eight point win okay. in, in Nolan Park. But uh, Derry, Donegal, for me, uh, well, Derry seemed a wee bit flat after the Ulster final and Donegal had a super win. I still think Donegal are papering over too many cracks. They have too many experienced players missing. Um, and even in McCool Park, I still would imagine that Derry will be able to go there and get the job done. Probably end up in a really tactical and cagey game. For, for a large part but mm. I just think the sort of engine that Derry have that they'll be able to eventually grind Donegal down from about 50 minutes onwards um, and I think again they should run out it'll be comfortable enough maybe another 5-6 point win for themselves OK Doak Barry the last minute is yours I'm going to give you the last three games Um, you know some people might see these as straightforward enough how do you see Mayo Lout how do you see Monaghan Clare and Ross Common versus Sligo yeah, uh, Mayo Loud. I think Mayo are in a really, really good place, and I think they'll go there full of confidence. And I think Loud probably knew that that the Cork one was the really big one for them. Um, so I'd see Mayo Mayo winning that, even though I see Owen McLaughlin is injured. He's a big he's a big loss, huge but loss, his yeah. pace, huge, huge, huge loss. I think Clare could go to Monaghan and and cause them problems, but I think again, uh, just Monaghan 
they're just so good at what they what they do and they maximize everything that they have. You could never you look know, to a certain extent, I think Monaghan are a clear two point they give everything. Yeah. They never let the side down, but they're just that little bit more classy. So I've seen Monaghan come away with that one. Sligo had a huge result against Clare against Kildare. And I think that, you know, after off, off the back of always a disappointing conic final. Now I'm not sure does that say more, more about Kildare, who I would have huge question marks over um, or does it say more about Sligo? I would say it says more about Sligo, but Davy Burke will have his his charges really well drilled. Jerry McGowan will know Sligo inside out, and Mark McHugh and these guys will get a tune out of Roscommon on Sunday, and I think they'll they'll put three points on the board after two weekends. Okay, twenty minutes of the finest chat, Aaron and Barry. Thanks so much, and we'll chat to you again in a few weeks' time. All going well, please God. Cheers, Cheers chat soon. Yeah, two greats there, Aaron Kernan and Barry Cullinan. Uh, serious, serious players in their day and two of the best analysts around as well. We're going to switch Hurley now in the Championship and delighted to be joined by another prototype in terms of a great, great hurler, uh, still playing for Coolderry, um, a good coach as well and uh, probably an astute reader of the game and we're delighted to have Brian Carroll on the line. Brian, you're very welcome. A first question for you. Are you over last Saturday yet? Because I felt so much pain for you guys, but but Carlo were, were underrated, I thought. But what a cracker of a game. Oh, am I over it? Probably not, <laughs> being yeah. honest. Obviously disappointed to lose the game first and foremost, but I suppose ultimately we'd be very disappointed with our first half performance. Yeah. Um, I don't think we, we did ourselves justice. We set up with a sweeper. It was quite negative in our approach. Whereas in the second half, down to 14, our boys showed huge heart. We outscored Carlo seven points to one in the last 11 minutes and just showed that heart and desire probably to, that we see in, in our current under 20 team and, and that we know that is in those seniors. Um, and we just, didn't have enough in the day. Like we had 19 wides in normal time, 26 wides over over the 80 minutes or 80 minutes plus, and you're not going to win a game with that amount of shooting. And yet, yet we only lost by a pint. So look, it was a it was a roller coaster. But mm. you've got to tip your hat to Carlo. I did call it in this show last week. You did. I was very worried going into that game. I knew how good Carlo were. I know how good their forwards were in particular. Uh, very direct. Tom Mullally, obviously, uh, another brilliant manager and coach, mm. um, has been very successful with a, with a lot of teams over the years, and. As you said, they went a little bit under the radar, um, maybe to the general public. But uh, okay. you know, hats off to them. They fully deserve to win the day. They did. They did enough, and you know, they're looking forward to Leinster Championship next year. We have five games to get through, so let's rip into it, Brian. I'm looking forward to the minor final. Uh, the Galway full forward line to me is just absolute class. But Clare have done really well too. So Semple Stadium for the minor and twenty double header minor at one o'clock. How do you see Clare Galway? God, it, like, especially with under 18, very hard to call and really top class teams. Look, um, you've mentioned the full forward line, like Aaron Nyland and Jason Rabbit, like, oh my God, to see such hurlers. Um, we don't want to blow up under 17s too much, obviously, don't want to put too much pressure on them. Mm. Um, but these guys are serious. But on the flip of that, Claire's, Claire's two guys that are, are, are lining up against them, Owen Gunning and, and Ronan Kilroy, they're serious in their own right. <laughs> yeah. So like those matchups alone is nearly worth the fee for the weekend. It's 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 a serious battle between those couple of players. Colwell, obviously their first time coming through a Leinster Championship um, have gone the long way. Uh, usually, you know, they were used to maybe entering the Championship at a later <laughs> stage. Yeah. Um, 
but they've they've found their feet and you know listening to to Mark Kearns the last day very happy to have been you know given these opportunities to these young players to develop them and ultimately that's what what um they're concerned about you know it, it's a wider probably issue in relation to the to the game and in, in terms of Galway being in the Leicester Championship but that's not Galway's concern they're only worrying about theirs and obviously they are the perennial um winners of uh, of of the minor championship it seems over the last uh, ten to fifteen yeah. years but uh, I I think we're in for a, a serious treat of a game in, in that minor very hard to call it though Damien um, okay. maybe just maybe I, I I give the nudge to Galway but there'll be very little in it OK Brian uh, under 20 final Cork and Offaly um, you know I, I was involved with NACBS this year we played against uh, Skull Cormac there in the sem- semi-final of the B competition in Leinster and Screeny I think we held him scoreless on the night he still, still came out with about one eleven. but you can't pin all your hopes on, on, on one player and Offaly and Neil O'Connor have not done that. A lovely hybrid of the minor team from last year and the, the guys who were over age too. Can you put it up to a, an unbelievably impressive Cork team? I think anyone, again, that's going from an off perspective, we're very realistic. We know that we're up against it against Cork, but we're very, very... Uh, I suppose proud of these Offaly players first and foremost for the, the way they're going about their, their business obviously gave us great thrills last year with the minors very unlucky not to win it this year they've picked it up you know we've six of those players starting um, this weekend coming in mm. and probably one or two to come into, in, in and offer game time as well like you mentioned Screeny look he's class you've seen his performance anyone that's seen in the Leinster final just you know scoring points off the off, you know inside the 14 yard line on Freestyle. the side line, left and right you know just it's just outstanding exactly and he he revels in being the marquee forward as well he loves it he loves the close attention he's getting from the opposition backs and he loves the Offaly crowd getting behind him and when he scores it's almost like you know it's two points it's, he's scoring it's like the Tony Kelly effect yeah, almost yeah, with, yeah. with Clare he's huge but there's one guy I want to mention and he is from, from Kilcormick a lot as well and that's Brecken Kavanagh down the other end of the yeah, field class. he's cornerback he was centre back with the minors last year that guy is top class mm. he's tigerish he epitomises everything that's great about this team he just tears into everything he wins hard ball he drives out he knows how to win a free as well um, but he is he is brilliant and I, I love uh, what he's all about and as I said I think he epitomises the, the the passion and the pride that these team is playing with and as you said there's a lovely mix there between um, you know some of the some of the more senior guys we call them 19 or 20 year olds the likes of Charlie Mitchell obviously with his experience um, with Offaly Seniors Sam Burke there starting the Joe McDonough final last week you'll train Cottle King in the middle of the field so there's some good hurlers there in mm. fairness but you're right Cork are so impressive. Not only are they extremely physical, you look straight away at Ben O'Connor, his physicality at centre back, though he'll have to mind himself. He's put in some big hits um, earlier in, in the championship, and obviously the, the, we've seen it, particularly in the, in the minor semi final, when uh, uh, you know, one of those young Kilkenny players was, was sent off. Um, you know, they're watching out for those head high challenges at the moment. And the big question mark, obviously, is where's Owen Downey going to start? You know, that's a huge plus from the Cork perspective that he's now going to start. Um, huge. Not only is he a physically towering player, but he's a huge player in terms of his his ability to hurl. He he is top class as well. And their marquee forward, obviously, is Ben Cunningham. Yeah. He has grabbed games by the scruff of the neck, winning hard ball, winning the ball in the air, driving at the fences. You know, obviously, he had to take the freeze, but he had to score off left and right. He is top class as well. And just another mention to maybe their midfielder, Michael Mullins, their captain, serious athlete, up and down the field. And his goal in the Munster final, obviously, yeah, was a goal class. for the ages. And just the pace and the, you know, Okay. No, the wherewithal to throw the dummy and still have it to finish the back of net. So look, we know we're up against it. 
Uh, Hart obviously will be roaring on these Offaly players. I think the head is Cork. But mm. no matter what happens this weekend, there'll be ten to 15,000 Offaly people there. And, you know, we're there in support of these boys. They've started to give us hope for the future. And well, that's what it's all about. Well, they certainly have. And, and it's you know, it's a great Cork team that beat a, a great Clare team as well. And you see the likes of Ben O'Connor, who's come back in from rugby and done remarkably well to get up to the pitch of the game. If I can ask you one last question then, just to wrap up the whole thing. We've got the Christy Ring Cup final. We've got the Nicky Racker Cup final and the Laurie Mara Cup final as well. You've got Derry Meath, Tony Galwicko and Monaghan and Lancashire as well. Now, probably clear favourites in all those three finals, Brian. But what do you think of, you know, all those games they're, they're going on TG Cahar it's a tiered championship are, are, what's the fundamental point here I'm asking you I suppose is are we doing enough to feed the development of these teams all the way up to the Joe McDonough and then beyond crucially is where you need somebody to step up be it yourselves in Offaly or, or somebody you just need to get that team up there I think to show that all the development work all this tiered championship is worthwhile well, first and foremost, teams tend to find their level. What you don't want, though, is obviously the yo-yo effect um, for teams. You know, we, we've seen it right up to the Leinster Championship, back to Joe McDonough, back yeah. down to Christy Ring. You see Kildare, obviously, um, being relegated back to Christy Ring for next year. And, you know, you've seen Derry going up and down as well. Similarly with Mead. Um, that can kill momentum of teams. You talk about the overall development um, and, and trying to find a way that that doesn't happen. Now, it's, it's not an easy fix, but I do know that these these tier championships do work for the teams that are involved. I, I would love more exposure. That obviously yeah, is, is yeah. the issue from these counties. We have brilliant hurlers up and down the country, um, pockets of maybe more traditional football counties, but these are serious hurling men with serious um, skills and, and, and serious commitment to the game, just as much as anyone from Cork or Limerick or Kilkenny. Um, and, and, and the hurling people recognise them. We would love that to be more exposure that these games, that the GA help maybe in terms of helping with TG Carter to try and expose these games a little bit more um, and to give these boys um, what they deserve I suppose yeah. you know okay. it, it's super thankfully these games are in Crow Park and they have been for a number of years and they are obviously publicised the finals but I think there, there could be a little bit overall more okay. exposure to the games in these counties Yeah, Brian Carr thank you so much for your chat and we'll talk again in a few weeks time please God Thanks very much Damien Yeah that's Brian Carroll there and that's it for this week folks a busy busy show I hope you enjoyed it Damien O'Mara produced Lee Mullen was on sound from myself Damien Lawler stay safe we'll chat again next weekend please God